Hello, and welcome to Commerce Confidential. I'm your host, Randy Cole. Climate change is one of the most important topics of our time, not only at the personal level, but at the corporate level. And as a result, many brands are undergoing efforts to measure their environmental impact and, more importantly, reduce it. To dive deeper on the topics of sustainability and carbon reduction, I'm joined by two very special guests. Ashton Hubbard is the director of the Wonderman Thompson Commerce and Technology Sustainable Commerce Practice. Nam Sandhu is the co-founder and CEO of Vayu, creators of a revolutionary platform that was named one of the best inventions of 2022 by Time Magazine. I can't wait to learn more, so let's dig into a conversation that I'm sure will capture your attention. Nam, Ashton, welcome to Commerce Confidential. Hello, yes, thanks for having us. Thank you, Randy. Super excited to chat. Absolutely. Our pleasure. We have a lot to cover, so let me just jump into it. You know, Wonderman Thompson has instituted its own sustainable commerce practice. As part of that, we've partnered with Vayu to really establish this global practice and and bring it to our clients. You know, Ashton, can you tell us a little bit about what this practice entails? Yeah. At Wonderman Thompson, you know, we've built a really super strong, award-winning commerce service. And what we've done is paired that with an outside entity, Vayu Technology, um, and their award-winning service. And together, we've created something called Sustainable Commerce. We're offering our clients this amazing capability of being able to help you strategically reduce your carbon footprint while also kind of optimizing your business. So it's it's a really powerful and exciting um, new position that we have and nothing like it on the market. We're, We're super excited. Awesome. And, and Nam, you know, Vayu is a, a relatively new company, but it's, you know, it's really making a, a strong impact. For those that aren't aware or familiar with the brand, can you tell us what Vayu is and, and what, what you do? Sure. Thanks, Ashton. Thanks, Randy. Again, super excited to be here and chat through this. I mean, for us, the real focus is reduction. And where we focus is we help retailers to track and cut their carbon emissions in real time to basically enable reductions at scale. So this for a retailer means whether you're a business and you're optimizing your own carbon footprint or you're showing information to customers on checkout within the journey, it's basically to enable better choices on the customer-facing side, but also optimize your own carbon impact as a retail business. So let's frame this a little further and I'll say, you know, not all emissions are created alike. There are what's classified as scope one, two, and three emissions. Ashton, could you give us a little more detail on what those are? Absolutely. The scope one, two, and three. Scope one is direct. Scope two is indirect. And scope three is everything else. So kind of the broadest piece of the pie of emissions. And if we think about these emissions, um, and I'm sure people have been hearing a lot about this at the, at the news level, it really is helping taking those emissions, you know, and bringing them down from an operations perspective for every piece of business that your your company touches um, and, re- and reducing those to a point where, you know, we're either trying to hit neutral or, or go beyond neutral just to help hit that 1.5 degree target that was set out by the Climate Paris app. Great. Now over to Nam. So, you know, Vio's goal, as you mentioned, is to help businesses implement carbon cutting strategies with the most emission saving potential, track reductions, and take action across the value chain. So what tools are available to businesses, Nam? And is there particular industries that benefit more than others, or is it a cross-industry solution? So great question, Randy. And it's very much a cross-industry solution, because I think what we're trying to understand is 
habitually businesses have worked in silos, so fashion within fashion and kind of consumer health within consumer health. But we think across industries, there's a lot of learning to be had and a lot of optimization that's done across industries. So we think there's a lot of opportunity to learn what has happened across one industry and another and kind of put that in kind of from a reduction saving potential. But I also think it's really important. And what's really different about what we're doing is we're trying to solve a problem where there is an absolute data. So sometimes there isn't enough information or you don't know enough about your supply chain. And that's where kind of machine learning technology AI comes in, which helps fill some of those data gaps, understand and learn behavior again and again, and be able to predict what's the most likely scenario. So in a world of imperfect data, trying to use kind of technology to bridge that gap and be able to enable businesses to understand where the most impact is possible and where kind of the biggest amount of carbon sits within their supply chain. I know with clients, talking about them publicly could be a bit sticky, but are there any examples you can talk to directly that might give a little more perspective to our listeners? Sure. So I think we we recently launched an initiative with Klarna, one of our customers, where we help calculate 50 million SKUs of fashion products live consistently all of the time. So within the fashion category, we're consistently calculating. And I think at that scale, we haven't seen carbon calculated previously. So it's very much about how do we enable the scale, the calculation, and to show customers some of that impact. You talk about impact. I think a lot of brands are very, you know, concerned about the environment and, you know, how they're impacting it. I also think all businesses are concerned about their bottom line. So when money talks, their ears perk up. So Consumers care about the environment. In fact, we've seen a study where over 70% of consumers wish brands and retailers would offer you know, better environmental practices. So from manufacturing process to last mile delivery, what impact does commerce have on the environment? And, you know, how can awareness and education be connected to business goals? Sure. And I mean, as you said, there's a lot of kind of interest from a consumer perspective, and maybe important to say that retail accounts for 25% of global emissions as well. So we think there's a lot of carbon saving potential and a lot of kind of ability to reach the 1.5 degrees with big and large retailers taking and addressing this problem. So I think one of the big pieces we see is understanding as a business where you're most likely to save and understanding that reduction potential. So I think one of the big issues and gaps has been how do we understand what measures will help us reduce carbon the most? So that's one of the big areas we focus, which is when you look at your supply chain within that very extensive and complex supply chain, where should you as a business focus? So it's very much around how do you prioritize as a business by carbon and impact, where you should think about your carbon emissions and what are the measures you should take. So that kind of data and understanding your supply chain and granularity is something that we really focus on and want to empower retailers to be able to understand that to then take action and then obviously show some of those changes and track how they are reducing emissions as well. And I don't know, Ashton, if there's anything you want to add there. So I think the other thing too is sustainability and business are kind of going in the direction of becoming synonymous. So what we're seeing really is actually the more sustainable and efficient, those two things go together really nicely, obviously, and that drives towards profitability. So the more efficient you can be, the more sustainable you can be, the more profitable you'll be as a business. And that also builds that longevity of your business. So think about Gen Z and how much they care about really making sure that their company or brand that they're supporting is really placing their investments and, and energy into places that they care about. So all in all, I think just to kind of solidify that, the more transparent you can be to, with your businesses and your consumers, whether you're B2B or B2C, the more efficient you can be, the more you can optimize 
you'll then reduce your footprint overall and become more profitable. Nope, that's amazing. And you know, and what I've seen is sustainability is now one of the top five levers that consumers look at when making a purchase, you know, right after price and availability, you know, shipping time. They're also looking at sustainable practices. So it, it is very important in consumer decisions. And now maybe confirm for me, I believe the value platform actually has a consumer facing view where when consumers are looking to research purchases for your clients, they can actually see firsthand where these reductions are happening and and make informed decisions. Absolutely, Randy. And that's one of the big pieces that we focus on is very much how does the business optimize and reduce its own impact? But how do you share that with customers and how do you help them understand what the business has done, what the the footprint of products is, when you make packaging choices, what is the impact of the different choices that you make, when you're choosing which option to pick on the delivery side, which one has what impact. And we think that I mean, we've seen and previously in the past also seen that consumers, when they understand impact, that helps drive and change behavior as well. And a big part of it is also driving some of that change and helping them understand the impact of each of the decisions that they make along their entire journey. So it's not just about kind of showing what product is performing better, but really understanding the optimization potential within each journey that a consumer makes and very much around kind of driving down express, driving down returns and a lot of the things that drive up that businesses track and want to keep down, businesses want to keep express rate down, they want to keep the return rate down. And that kind of aligns really well with kind of business goals and the environment, because both of those things are very complementary. And so let's transition, you know, Ashton, a lot of people have heard about carbon offsets when it comes to carbon reduction, but they're not the same. So how do carbon removal project efforts differ from carbon offsets? Yeah, I think offsetting is you're purchasing something that Quite literally, in some cases, it actually just it's saying it's offsetting versus what we're doing and focusing on is doing the actual removal and or i.e. reduction. So I think if you talk to offset companies, there a lot of them that I've spoken to, they do first push that their clients are doing the removal. And then at the very end, you know, if that is just not an option, then the offsets come into place. But it's really not the place that you want to start. It's kind of the end of the road. And really want to focus on carbon reduction. Makes sense. And the idea of these offsets, a lot of brands have been guilty of virtue signaling. And we, we know we're not going to name any names here, but that term has kind of been solidified as greenwashing. More than mm-hmm. a few you know, big global businesses have been kind of caught with their hand in the cookie jar by trying to overstate their carbon reduction efforts. So how are Wonderman Thompson and Vayu helping businesses navigate this? I think there's two different pieces here. I think there's one piece around kind of regulation and what the legislation requires you to do. And I think the other piece is a responsible business, the way you should communicate what you're doing. And I think both of those pieces are equally important. I think legislation has started to come in and it's kind of pushing brands. There's a new green claims directive that was released last week in the EU that has kind of a lot of guidance on what brands and how they should communicate on kind of carbon and impact and environmental parameters. But I think also there's a responsibility from a business perspective to think about what you're saying. And I think there, and that's why we're really excited about the partnership, it's very much around enabling businesses to use data to communicate. And that's the most robust way to talk about what you do. Nothing speaks more clearly and more robustly than this is the number we're at. This is how much we've reduced. This is the percentage we've done. So it's very much using data to drive how to talk about carbon and very much focused around 
that is very easy to track. We have an accuracy score for every carbon footprint. So it's very much around how do we make that visible to the customer and how do we help them understand how the calculation was done, the methodology, and then be super transparent about what the brand has and hasn't achieved from kind of a reduction perspective as well. Ashton, anything to add there? I think the only thing I'll say too is just like sustainability. I mean, NAM's been in the business now for 10 plus years, but it, it's really been a newer you know, wave of business. And I think that the one thing that we should highlight too is that like as a holistic society, we're going to make mistakes. And I think it's really important that we just think about how do we move forward? And, you know, these new legislation policies that have been coming down the pipeline, and we're really excited about because it's, you know, giving that kind of framework for how do we actually effectively move forward as a community, global community, just really important to think about, you know, just as long as we're making progress forward and and with these new um, regulations in place and getting to see, you know, new tools that are coming about, like value technology really helps us make those informed decisions and make accurate strategic steps forward in within the business. So I, I just think it's, it's a really interesting time right now within um, this space. Absolutely. And so, you know, now you spoke about Klarna before and your efforts partnering with them, but with values, tools, and real-time decisioning, how do they make a tangible difference? Can you give us a few more examples of how the product works in action? So I think there's two different kind of aspects of the product. One is obviously understanding impact and the calculation. Another piece is, of course, tracking, as I mentioned, the reductions and how is the business tracking against those targets that they've set. But another huge piece is kind of what we call the scenario modeling capability, which is very much how do you as a business understand what the impact of the decisions you make are. And that's where I think one of the most powerful tooling that we've built is very much around if you add a warehouse in a certain market, what impact will that have on your overall footprint? If you change your packaging, for example, if you reduce it by 10%, if you change the materials, if you change different parts of your product, what impact does all of that have on your footprint? It enables different teams within the business to start to understand what the impact of the decisions that they make are. And for example, on the logistics side, Time and cost are always looked at as two kind of metrics that measure a delivery and kind of how you choose as a business. But if you layer on carbon, you might come up with different kind of formulations. And that's very much what we're trying to help businesses understand. How do you calibrate and think about these analytics the same as you think about other analytics and kind of have that embedded within business decision making? And I'll just add that, you know, with Wonderman Thompson, the power that, you know, and WPP as well, the power that we have is the clients that we work with already to date, there's a lot of data that we have access to. So being able to leverage and power, bringing in tools like Bayou Tech and, you know, the sustainable commerce team, being able to actually leverage the data that we already have access to is a really powerful and exciting thing. So it's just, it's how do you make that work more effectively and efficiently for you. It's really just all about efficiency and optimizing. Who doesn't love that in business, really? Everyone does. And when it comes to business, decisions do kind of come from the top down. So within organizations, especially global organizations, how can the C-suite align on responsibilities and goals? Ashton, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I think there's a few different specific things that they think about. One is how does what we're doing actually differentiate us as a business. I think that's a really, really key, important thing. And how are we impacting kind of like the global value supply chain of our efforts? The second thing is thinking about moving towards net zero targets. And again, like I mentioned before, there is a business case there for the more you can optimize your business, the more profitable you can be and have that longevity. So 
that's just a really key important thing. And the third thing is, you know, we're reducing through this optimization process, we reduce that cost to serve to their customers and their clients. So all in all, it's just a really impactful and strategic way to go about taking your business to the next level. Nam, anything to add there? I think the only thing I would add, just to echo what Ashton said, I think it's very much around making sure whatever you do as a business is kind of sustainable. So I think aligning it with business priorities and goals is extremely important to making sure climate always stays kind of top of the agenda. And that's why we kind of think about it from an analytics and a business perspective as part of the kind of sustainable commerce practice. It's very much how do we ensure that it stays top of the CEO agenda and kind of how the business is thinking about their future and growth. And I think one big piece there is also circular business models, systems change as a business. Mm -hmm. How do you think of all of that in kind of the future of how you want to develop as a business and understanding the data and impact is also a big part of that. So true. Absolutely. And, you know, I think in WPP, having a goal and working towards it gives you, you know, milestones that you can reach and show that you're on track. And I believe WPP's net zero goal is 2030. And so we will obviously be able to track and see how that goes over time for the C-suite to really, you know, push and align that across the entire global organization. So when you think, though, about climate change, you know, it could be overwhelming. It's a really big topic. How can brands define a strategy, you know, around the consulting design, operations and technology that all come together around having an impact as an individual company? Yeah, yeah. And I would love to hear Nam's thoughts too, because our services are aligned, which is why we've been building sustainable commerce. But um, really, it's just leveraging their consultant firms like Wonderman Thompson, like Value Technology, sustainable commerce as a whole, coming to us and being able to work with us because we do have our sustainable commerce program practice is really set up to drive from a consulting lens, from a design lens, from an operations lens, and from a technology lens. So it really just depends on going back to the business strategy and KPIs and goals. What are those goals? Once we have those goals in hand and in mind, we can certainly figure out where we drive those sustainable strategies forwards to make it most effective and most efficient for the business. And as Nam said, keeping sustainability specifically top of mind, but also thinking about that longevity and that profitability of the business. Just to your point, Randy, around the fact that it can feel overwhelming. I think one of the key things we come across with businesses is just the breadth of what you need to do feels overwhelming. The impact you need to have, how much you need to reduce, it can all feel like a lot. And I think it's super important to remember within sustainability, it's iterative and it's a journey. So it's about incremental impact consistently all of the time. You can't do everything at once. You can't change all of your products, your logistics, your fleets, your packaging, everything in one go. I think it's super important to remember that you need to start. You need to start somewhere and you need to consistently keep iterating and being transparent about that iteration and where you are as a business and that journey. And that I think is the best way to think about it and the way to make it less overwhelming as a business as well. Absolutely. And if I could completely butcher great philosopher, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step and companies need to break it down. And over time, those all add up into something very significant. You know, this was an amazing conversation. I learned a ton in the short time. So Nam, Ashton, thank you so much for joining us on Commerce Confidential. Yeah, thank you. Thanks, Randy, for having us. That's a wrap. I'd like to once again thank Nam and Ashton for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Vayu's platform, you can visit them at vayu.tech. That's V-A-A-Y-U.tech. Commerce Confidential is a Wonderman Thompson Commerce and Technology production. Editorial support by Betsy Stewart. 
Production support by Fiona Jessup. Original music, as always, by Adam Lee Murphy. And I'm still your host, Randy Cole. Join us again soon for the next episode of Commerce Confidential. And in the meantime, 